Welcome to Inside the OC, a podcast about the world's largest participatory sporting event, the United States Bowling Congress Open Championships. Join Matt Cannizzaro and Aaron Smith as they talk to some of the greatest names in the history of the tournament. The Eagles are ready. Let's take flight. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Inside the OC podcast. My name is Matt Canizaro, and while it might be a dreary day around the United States today, weather-wise, uh, it's going to be a delicious day here on the podcast. We've got Daryl, the donut carry-on, coming on to talk about a couple 300 games at the Open Championships, and of course, joining us along the way will be the one and only Aaron Smith. Aaron, welcome. Hello, Matthew. How are you doing? Hello. All right. I know you are absolutely looking forward to this one for many reasons. Uh, Daryl is a young man who has uh, become near and dear over the last five or six years after finding some success at the Open Championships. And uh, now somebody uh, we look forward to seeing at various events throughout the year. So it's going to be a good time. We're going to talk about all the usual things, COVID-19 and 2020, Open Championships, and so much more. Uh, that's really, yeah, that's a, a pretty good introduction, I think, there. Uh, anything happening that uh, we should catch up on before we bring in the young man from from out east? Uh, no, I think that's a, a pretty good start. Just like he got a pretty good start to his Open Championships career, rolling 300 in his very first event. And, uh, you know, as the uh, social post mentioned, rolled a second one in 2019, one of just 32 players in history to do that. Uh, so elite company for Mr. Carrion. So, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's chat with the guy. Well, it looks like uh, in our chat so far, we have uh, have a count. The uh, We'll see how many times we drop the D word during today's podcast. <laughs> Looking forward to that, of course. Anytime we get to talk about good eats, uh, you've got my attention. But absolutely, let's bring him in. Keep calm and carry on. Daryl, carry on. Welcome. Hey, Matt and Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Thank you well, for joining us. appreciate it. Giving us uh, a part of your day. Um How are things for you? That's uh, usually how we start the show off is by catching up with uh, what things are like in 2020. Uh, you're in the Virginia area, uh, so an hour ahead of us out east there. Um, again, you mentioned the, the weather for you, a little bit frightful as well. Uh, 2020 kind of has that tone to it, uh, but you've been staying busy. Uh, you got the wife, Jenny, a couple kids there to keep you uh, on pace with everything in life. But uh, tell us, how's the year been going for you, and how's work, how's life, how's the house, how's everything? Yeah, uh, it's it's been a it's been quite an interesting year. Um, being being in uh, being in the hospitality industry, especially, um, uh, unfortunately, you know, tra- uh, travel's a little interesting for for most. Uh, being uh, but being on the on the hotel side, um, unfortunately, our our hotel hasn't quite made it open uh, just yet. But um, you know, I was for- fortunate enough to uh, to be able to hang on to a position. Even though right now it's still it's still temporary, but um, you know I'm still still staying optimistic that you know uh, that things will get back to normal uh, soon enough. Um, uh, as far as the bowling wise, um, I had about a had about a two month layoff. Um, uh, during that time, um, you know, it's been a spent a spent a uh, spent a few minutes uh, each day uh, just doing doing uh, simple drills uh, here in the basement. Um, definitely, uh, definitely picked up the, uh, the fitness level quite a bit also. Um, and, you know, just like you said, I gotta, I gotta 
be able to work out just enough to to put down more donuts, you know, each, each week or you know every time I bowl. Also, but um, no, um, our um, yeah, our our uh, tour rep uh, Brett Spangler, uh, we we actually we actually did a virtual uh, 5K race. Um, so some of uh, some of the guys did a uh, virtual 10 also, but um, it's you know just uh, just the extra motivation. Uh, for when we uh, when <laughs> when we uh, get get back onto the uh, onto the lanes there, but uh, yeah, I mean, all, all in all, is it was uh, it was positive. Um, uh, with the uh, with the family itself, um, we we didn't get to skip down as much as uh, as we normally do each summer. Uh, middle middle of July, we uh, we were actually able to to head down to North Carolina uh, for for a few nights. Um, Fairly quiet. Um, weather was weather was great, um, and then the yeah, the nice thing too is uh, we we went to one of the smaller beaches. So you know, aside from like Myrtle Beach, Virginia Beach, uh, it, was, it was a lot quieter, uh, more peaceful, and you know, with with the whole COVID situation, you know, definitely it definitely wasn't as crowded. So uh, that was a little blessing in disguise there. Yeah. Very nice. That was uh, that's some clever wordplay, by the way. If uh, for those who didn't catch it, uh, the extra motivation. Uh, of course, we'll we'll talk about your affiliation with the Motive brand and your success, of course, over the last six years. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty neat stuff. And then again, quality time at home with the family, always a cool thing. You know, you guys are world travelers. It looks like just from catching up with uh, some of the things that you've been up to in recent years outside of bowling. Uh, amazingly, you haven't traveled much for the bowling. Uh, but outside of that, uh, the youngsters, um, both very well-traveled uh, so far early here in life. But uh, I imagine uh, it's been pretty tough to find things to do, keep everybody occupied uh, at home during this time as well. Time as well, time as well, as well. Yeah, during, during the, uh, you know, the, the extra extra downtime that we have, um, you know, trying to, trying to find like little things to do uh, around, you know, here, just, just within the house itself. Uh, at times it can be kind of tricky, but um, – yeah, my wife, you know, tries to give me, you know, a few extra things to do here and there, but yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a laid back and, you know, very patient. So I like to, I like to take my time doing stuff, um, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, doing a full like deep clean around the house, doing some yard work. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've definitely been lately and you, you can actually catch it on uh, some of my posts as well. Um, definitely been, been experimenting. Uh, quite a bit, you know, barbecuing, uh, smoking some stuff uh, on the grill itself. So, kind of speaking my language, speaking my language yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and of course, like you know, for, fortunately enough, you know, high priority for me. Like a lot of the local donut shops were uh, were open for the most part. So on the uh, on the days I head into office, you know, I like to like to sneak a little treat on the way home. But um, yeah, other than that. Um, yeah, so the um, yeah the kids are the kids are doing the whole virtual school um, right now. Uh, they actually just uh, just started this week, so so far so good. Um, so it's 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 a little different, but the um, the, the schools uh, the schools around here definitely definitely help uh, take take care of the kids uh, as far as like any devices. So we've got uh, we've got the kids on the on the iPads and and the laptop also. So. All right, well, uh, well, the uh, youngsters, the youngsters get, uh, DJ, get the DJ, eight, eight, right? Jacob's right? at five. Jacob five. Uh, so yeah, right about so the right time about where, the time we started where bowling, you started bowling, uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a few minutes as well. Um, um, tell us about that. Us about I think that. it's I think interesting. interesting. When your success at the OC came 
starting in 2014. Uh, but you've been uh, long, you've been long, long time bowling, long time bowling. Uh, before that. Before that. Uh, and again, right now at the age where, where they are, where maybe making interest as well. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, growing up, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I bowled my uh, entire youth league over at Bowling Air Force Base um, uh, with my dad being being a uh, re- retired uh, military. Uh, spent, I think it was like 31 years in the Navy. So, um, and as far as like convenient wise, it, uh, the uh, uh, the bowling center at Bowling uh, <laughs> just you know happened to be the the, uh, the closest one to, to our house. So, so every, every Saturday morning, um, uh, either, either my mom or dad, uh, would, uh, take, take me up to, up the league in the morning. And then, um, and, be, you know, back then, you know, early, early nineties into like 2000, that's, that's when bowling was, you know, especially big on TV. So we'd, uh, we'd, we'd go to, uh, go to my youth league and then get home just in time to, you know, ca- catch all the pros, uh, on TV. But um, yeah, uh, th- through uh, yeah, all the way through high school. So um, yeah, in high school also I played played uh, played tennis for for our high school um, singles for the, for the most part. And at the same time, uh, between the bowling and tennis, you know, trying to trying to juggle the two. Uh, at the time, wasn't quite sure which uh, direction I wanted to go to. Um, senior year uh, started started battling. Family, a little bit of a knee injury, um, just which happens to to kind of run it run in the uh, in the bloodline. Uh, but yeah, which I I'll talk more about that in a bit also. But um, yeah, and then um, started bowling my first adult league in two thousand four. Uh, yeah, I believe yeah, I believe it was around like two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, you know. It's, just uh, just getting my foot in the door with uh, with some of the uh, adult leagues around here. Um, wasn't as competitive bowler, um, you know, come, coming out of youth, but um, you know, to till this day, I, I've actually got got myself surrounded by uh, by a pretty good group of friends that like we're all like super competitive with each other. So you know, I had to at the same time, you know, I had to find find my own find my own way. I'm like these guys are actually pretty good, you know. Great people, also, but I like I gotta, I gotta find ways to keep up with them, or you know, if not, if not, starting to, you know, to finish a little bit higher than than them every now and then. But uh, yeah, and then yeah, 2006 uh, was when I picked up my PBA card for the first time, um, and I've I've actually helped, I've actually been a member since then. Um, instead of uh, you know, applying for applying for the uh, PBA membership. I actually went the route. I was like, you know, watching watching the pros, and you know, different ways to to get your membership. I was like, I want to, you know, I don't want to just go out there and just you know say, hey, I'm a PBA member. Like, I wanted to pull it as a non-member and you know and earn it that way. Well, I think one of the, well, one one of the, the interesting the things interesting that you did tell me about that in your upbringing. In your upbringing um, and um, due to some injuries and some different things, things um, um, you have a unique, have a unique path, path, a journey, path, a journey uh, where you uh, bowled traditionally, you bowled no some, they bowled two-handed, and now back to traditional. Tell us more about that and what led to all those changes. Yeah, so, yeah, growing up, you know, 
especially with with the uh, with the way technology has changed over the over the over the years. Um, I, I remember when when I first got my first reactive ball, um, and I was like, "Man, how how do how, how can I get this ball to hook?" And I think I think I was around I was around thirteen or fourteen at the time, and I was like. I was just, you know, just just happened to be practicing, and I was like, "Let me take my thumb out the ball," <laughs> and, then, and then, uh so I was like, "I, I, I think the first the first few shots, I think the ball just flew, you know, way past the head pin." I was like, "That's the kind of reaction I'm looking for," but um, I was like, "Let me," I was like, "Let me move, uh, you know, keep moving left, keep moving left." Yeah, you know, at the time I only had like one or two bowling balls. Um, you know, one plastic, one reactive. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so I stuck with that for, uh, for quite a while up. Yeah. Up until I believe it was, uh, 2007, 2008. Um, and it was actually, it just so happened to be within, a within a year or two of when I first got my PBA card. Um, I, I remember I was playing, uh, I was playing basketball with a, with a group of friends and some somehow uh, I ended up dislocating my wrist in two different spots, um, and and then um, yeah, I actually instead of going to like urgent care or ER, um, I actually I actually slept with it that night, and then um, um, yeah, a close friend of mine recommended to me to he's like he's like why don't you try like you know like an acupuncture doctor um, to you know to see you know um if you know what kind of fix they they may be able to, to uh do it over there um so yeah so went in with him and literally within a minute like the uh the uh doctor there um that is, it's been a few years since, actually since since i've seen him though but um yeah he, he he looked at my wrists and he was like he was like oh your wrist is dislocated and I was like, "Oh, it is," and then he just popped it right back into place. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. You know, sitting, sitting just like how I am now. Like I jumped out, I jumped out of my chair, and then I was like, "I was like, oh, that's pretty good." <laughs> um, but um, you know, just to just to just to heal the tendons and stuff like that. Um, took a couple weeks off from bowling, um, and instead of going, you know, kind of like easing myself back into it, you know, at the time, you know. In, in the early twenties, you know, I just want to just want to go like full speed ahead. So, started bowling again, and I think I think literally within the first few, first few shots again, um, I, I felt felt the same kind of injury. So I think it it ended up dislocating again. Went back to see him. Uh, went back to see the same uh, the same doctor again, and he was like he was like how do you you know how do you dislocate it again? Uh, I said that. You know, just like I told you, I was like, I, I think I jumped back into it a little too quick. Um, so uh, took a, I took a couple months off. Um, just so happens at, at the time, um, I was work, I was actually working at at uh, one of the local bowling alleys here, and uh, yeah, on on my days off, you know, I was like, you know, I would throw shots left handed. You know, I would throw shots left handed. Um, I'm like, I don't. I don't know how I can, you know, with the, with throwing no thumb, it, it, it actually puts, you know, a lot of pressure on both, you know, your, your wrist and your hand. Uh, and I was like, how, how, you know, what direction do I want to go? Um, so I spent, I, I spent, I literally spent hours watching like uh, Jason Belmonte videos, uh, Oscar videos. Um, I was like, well, let me try this two handed thing. And 
like I can, I can, I was able to, you know, just practice motions, you know, here at, or, you know, at home and, and, um, you know, the time I had in the bowling alley. Um, so I, I ended up sticking with that for about, I want to say it was about two years. Um, and because even, even back when I, I was bowling as a no thumb bowler, uh, I, I, I naturally had a, you know, pretty, pretty high backswing. Um, but, you know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but, you know, for as high as my swing went, um, it, it kind of, it kind of affected when I was bowling as a two hander. Um, so the right wrist felt fine. The only problem is with having the higher backswing, I ended up, uh, ended up having issues with my left shoulder. Um, and, and this, this happened to be in the middle of, uh, in the middle of our league season, um, yeah, I bowled it. You know, even as a two-hander, like I bowled, I bowled a few, um, few local tournaments, and may have bowled a couple regionals. Like I said, because I, I was still hanging on to my to my membership, and even though I could have, you know, just sat out for the year and you know just pay my dues, I was like, let me, let me, let me, let me see how it goes. Because I mean, you know, certain times that you never really know like what can happen. Um, yeah, and then I believe it was uh, it was late two thousand eight, maybe uh, early two thousand nine. Uh, I think in the middle of that in the middle of that uh, winter season, um, you know, I had a had a kind of like self regroup. I'm like, let me let me go back to my roots, and you know, because because the this left shoulder is hurting too much that I can't pull the ball across my body. Um, let's let's try you know let's try putting the uh, put the thumb back in the ball. Um, got to, um, you know, chatted with, uh, with the uh, pro shop that, that I affiliate with, uh, over at sports plus, uh, Jim Lewis, great, great ball driller. Um, and, and I told him, I was like, I, I think I need to put my thumb back in the ball because I was like, you know, I'd been around the game too long. You know, I can't just, you know, I don't, I don't really want to walk away from it, uh, with, uh, you know, due to injury. So. Must be terrible to be that good in every regard. Yeah, we're here to talk about your OC, OC, three hundred games. games. Of course, you did that, of course twice, did that twice, but you've but actually bowled three hundred of those different ways, which I think is pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To 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 shoot the 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 one that actually quite surprised me quite a bit was actually pulling off the the three hundred two handed. I think I think I may have done that. Uh, probably about six, about six or seven months in, um, and at the you know throwing a two-handed, but the ball roll for me was a little bit different. But at, at the same time, like I was still able to see, I was still able to see the the ball reaction that that I was used to seeing with you know with no thumb. All right, so now fast so forward, now fast forward a, little a little bit to the, bit to the uh, Open Championship. Open championship. Again, yeah. 2006, 2006, you joined the PBA. So obviously, you have obviously the confidence in your game. You're a rising star in the East Coast. Uh, but it took but it until took 2014, 2014 to make it to the big stage. Uh, that's something that kind of intrigued me, looking at your record and having a conversation. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about that. It took so long for you to join us at the Open Championship. Uh, so yeah, and yeah, like I said, um, aside for aside from the injuries, um, you know, even even with all the changes, you know, I, I like to I like to take take things in steps. Um, you know, you know, bowl bowl some of the local tournaments first. Uh, if I have success with those, then 
you know, if the schedule fitted well, then, then I was able to bowl some of the regional events. Um, and then, you know, obviously from there, you know, you go from lo- local, bowl some regional stuff. And then, you know, if you're ready to bowl some of the national stuff, uh, then, you know, then, then you'll know, or at least you, you should, you should have a pretty good idea, you know, if you're, if you're ready to, to do uh, any event like that, uh, the open championship, you know, or be- between those years, it's literally, yeah, you get, you know, one shot in each event and, you know, there's your, those are your scores. Um, when, when I was used to, you know, especially with like the, um, regional events or even some of the majors that I bowled, uh, you know, masters, uh, us open, um, you know, you, you get, you get multiple, multiple games just in qualifying. So, you know, you could afford those one or one or two bad games, uh, in, in any of those squads, but yeah, with, the. Uh, with the with the nationals, uh, it, it was it was kind of it was kind of intimidating to me uh, at first, uh, and then um, I, I believe originally I would, I got invited to go in 2013 with uh, uh, Billy Blaney, uh, same group we uh, that I actually went with uh, for my first year in 2014, uh, and then uh, yeah, so as soon as they got back from uh, 2013. You know, I kept hearing, you know, like how how good of a time that they have both on and off the lanes, um, and I, I think I think it it took it took quite a took quite a bit uh, convincing, you know, from especially from the handful of them that uh, that was out there with them, um, and you know they they said uh, they they take about about five six teams, uh, said they had a full full team available. Uh, for 2014, um, messaged uh, you know talk talk with a uh, uh, handful handful of my of my buddies and who all happened to not have gone yet that year, you know up until then also so so we uh we all kind of kind of went at it you know all as all as first timers and you know re- regardless we said we were you know we were just gonna have we we're, we're gonna go have a good time but you know at the same time you know we still wanted still wanted to bowl well. And Daryl coming out of the gates, you know, uh, obviously probably some nervous and excitement from being in the stadium, the first OC, walking out center aisle for the first time. But uh, game two, front seven, red strikes. And then you finish 268. So you got a little momentum, you got a few strikes heading into game three, and then all of a sudden, you just don't stop missing. Don't stop missing. You know, talk us a little bit through what you were seeing and what you expected heading into that first trip and to have not one, but two runs at 300 in the very first event. So the I flew in. I flew in. Yeah, I think most of us flew in quite a few days because uh, I believe we bowled that Friday, Saturday, um, and and twenty and yeah, that year that that was actually that was my very first time in Reno itself. Um, so yeah, I believe we flew in uh, to that Tuesday. Um, I got to watch some, some of the squads on on uh, that Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, you know, just watching watching uh, you know where where some of the you know find find the team that's looking like they're hitting the pocket or, you know, if you could see, you know, plenty of strikes up on the board and, you know, what are they doing? Uh, and then, but yeah, when, when, it, when it was, uh, when it was time for, for uh, my group to, to uh, take the lanes out there, um, 
I, I think that first game showed there there were there were quite a bit of jitters um, mentally, you know, at least in my, uh, within myself there. But um, yeah, I think team wise, uh, I think we shot just over one thousand that first game. But um, yeah, within within that tenth frame itself, um, uh, I threw threw the, threw the same ball the 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 entire squad, um, and then uh, yeah, I think the. The um, oh excuse me um, yeah and then the tenth frame itself um, and I was like I, there there's a little there's a little something there uh, I think I think the first game you know I, can't, I was kind of forcing forcing a few shots there um, and then and then uh, we uh, I'm sorry and yeah it started started to migrate a little bit a little bit further left um, ahead of uh, everybody else on the pair. And that, um, and then, uh, I think I think the uh, the the rest of that block kind of kind of spoke for itself there. I would certainly say certainly so, and, so. And, um, um, you know, obviously, um, we're, we're going to roll the video here in a second. But kind of freak out, whole stadium watching. Yeah. Let's yeah. kind of talk about your thought process going into that, and just kind of how you digest that moment. Um, yeah, so yeah, in the uh, what, yeah, in the in the later half of the uh, the second game, um, I, I think I was looking over uh, about four or five pairs, then, and I, I remember, uh, I believe it was Eric Forkel and his team were were on the same squad with us, um, and I believe one of uh, one of uh, his guys also had the front seven, also, um, and I you know, I think we were kind of like, you know, peek, peeking at each other. Um, and then, yeah, I remember, I remember leaving the, uh, I remember I left that first four pin. Um, yeah. Especially with the pat with the patterns that they are, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, you know, you really don't want to give the pocket away. Um, but at the same time, you do it, you, you kind of want to, you can, you kind of want to be able to, to see the transition also. Um, Versus, you know, just waiting for, you know, waiting for your ball to, you know, go go right through the head pin. Um, but um, yeah, and then um, yeah, I finished, I finished the uh, finished the tenth frame that game. Um, I believe I threw a different ball on the fill, um, and but just just so happened still uh, still struck uh, on the fill ball going into the last game, um, and then. And then the third game, um, I think by the time I got seven, I, I think by the time I had the six or seven strike that game, uh, I, I was like, okay, we're gonna, we're we're not gonna miss the same move that, <laughs> that we did the uh, the second game. So um, I, I, I think I want to say it was yeah, the last half of that game, I think. I think I was kind of just cheating myself, you know, half board, you know, every, every other shot. Um, and the, uh, yeah, that 10th frame. Um, yeah. 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 I was the, uh, I was the anchor bowler that year. Uh, definitely, definitely remember that. But um, yeah, we were, uh, we were, all, we were one of the last ones to, uh, to finish on the squad. It, it was a pretty big squad, uh, as, as far as I remember. I think we had like 50, 56 teams or so. And, 
you know, I'm watching watching the lanes on both sides. I was like, they're all going dark. And I was like, man, we're we're one of the last ones done. But you know, I was like, next, you know, get up in the 10th frame. I was like, man, I was like, this is this is getting quiet in here. <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying not trying not to uh, not to pay attention, um, you know, to anything going on behind me. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think after that, especially after, after that ninth frame, um, I, I, I don't think anybody said a single word to me. Um, uh, yeah, for first shot in the 10th, um, I, I, I think that's when it, when the, when the heart rate started, started to spike quite a bit. Um, and then, uh, before I got up on the 11th one, I, I can't quite recall, but I think I stopped halfway, halfway in my approach. Um, something just, something just didn't quite feel right. Uh, so, you know, step off the lane, just reset. Um, the 11th shot I remember was, I, I thought, I thought it was a little bit inside, but because of the pattern length, you know, and me kind of, kind of, kind of cheating, cheating the moves, uh, slightly. You know, I, I got into got into a pretty fresh part of the lane to where my my ball kind of just scooted down lane a, a little bit cleaner to uh, get to the pocket. Um, kind of my own ritual that you know, with with the other three hundreds that, that I've had, and you know, both in league and other like local tournaments, also um, just just to calm the nerves a little bit more. Um, I, I kind of give myself you know like an extra board, maybe maybe two. Uh, to, to move left uh, with my feet, you know, just, just in case, you know, I happen to, to wrench on it a little bit more at the bottom. Um, you know, cause for even till now, like uh, majority of my misses do happen to be a little bit left. Um, so, you know, just to, just to give myself the little compensate for, you know, for uh, a little bit of the, a uh, little, little bit of the miss and, you know, kind of give myself a little bit more area um, further down lane. And yeah, when, once I once I got up there on that 12 shot, I was like, I was like, okay, this this, this is real. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know what's gonna happen, or you know, that you know here here at home, you know, you don't shoot 300. Like you're gonna hear it from everybody in the uh, in the bowling center. Um, you know, whether, whether they you know chant your name and and then. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I believe I stepped up, and that probably well, that that was easily the most nerves I had ever been on any shot, um, and I, I, I let that one go, and my body kind of just like carried me like off this lanes, and I'm like looking over my shoulder, I'm like, is it gonna strike? Is it gonna strike? Um, and then yeah, when I when I saw that when I saw the tempin get snapped out, I was like, holy cow! Like I'm in the middle of like our entire group over here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that was uh, that was definitely quite an experience. Uh, honestly, like I didn't really I didn't really give myself you know too much expectation um, going into the the event itself. I was like, you know, what, what whatever happens, you know, I felt like I felt like I've done you know reasonable preparation for it. That you know. I was like, let's let's do let's do well, and whatever happens. More than that is, you know, more that's just gonna be a bonus itself. 
All right. All so, right. Daryl, we do have uh, a lot of questions for you. We want to know so much about Reno and the Open Championships 2014. We do have a video uh, of that 300 as well. Um, so we're going to watch that. Uh, we do have some folks telling us we're having some audio difficulties. I think uh, if it's possible, if you're able to grab some headphones, I think that might solve the problem if you have those nearby uh, or if Jenny's available. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Aaron and I, we're going to watch that video. We're going to talk a little bit. We'll uh, we'll stall for you. You're the star of the show. Uh, grab a donut. Grab some headphones. We'll talk 300s. Uh, and then we'll get going. We're not even halfway through. Uh, still a lot to talk about. All right. With that, Matthew, let's uh, we'll take Daryl off the screen for a quick second, but we can still see him. We know he's around. We're running to get some headphones right now. So let's see if we got the right video here. They're both named the same thing here when we bring the share screen up. So, of course, I picked the wrong one. 50-50 uh, chance. And then uh, who knows what uh, the rate is going. One, uh, one every three years. We'll, we'll have a couple of years till the next one. Uh, but we'll set the stage a little bit while you're finding that again. In 2014, Daryl Carrion, a first-timer at the Open Championships. Uh, we're at the National Bowling Stadium. Of course, what a place for your first event. And to be on such a stage, uh, this is the final frame. It might even be just the final shot. Uh, as he said, things were pretty quiet at the NBS that day. Had the place to himself. And that special, special ball there it is. The pen snapped out and 300. This celebration, a little calmer than the one we're going to see from 2019. Uh, but looking forward to that. Uh, what a moment. Uh, looking a little different there. Uh, some, got some hair, some glasses. So uh, he can do it all. Also, some very special pants happening in that video as well. We'll talk about that. Uh, it looks like Mr. Carrion has come back, and uh, hopefully we'll be we'll be all set here. Uh, Daryl, how does it feel looking back at that video again? You're at the National Bowling Stadium. You're in Reno. It's your first time. Uh, so much to the whole experience, and uh, what a debut at the OC. You told us uh, about the feelings and such. We got to see it there. Um, but to, to relive it in such a way, uh, first tell us again, just looking back, seeing it, and then uh, then tell us about those pants, man. Hey, Daryl, I think you'll have to unmute, unmute yourself here. All right. How's that? I think we're good. All right. All right. Problem we solvers. Excellent. Sorry about that. We're both 300s. We solve problems. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. Um, I my one of uh, one of my buddies. Uh, uh, yeah, his, uh, his, his wife now, um, had a, had a full video of, I believe it was the, the 11th and 12th shot, but yeah, between watching that and, and watching the video, uh, you guys, you guys put out, I was like, you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of makes, makes the hands a little sweaty and, you know, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it's to, to be in to, to be in that kind of situation, it, it's let alone, you know, as my first trip in, in the bowling stadium, um, it, it's it, everything, everything felt, everything was like so surreal that, um, you know, you kind of, kind of just kind of just like, you know, just gotta, gotta pace yourself down just a little bit. Um, and just, you know, just, just take it all in. Um, yeah, but yeah, what I, I've probably, I've probably watched that video, uh, hundred, couple hundred times. Um, you know, let let alone appreciate the the clip, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and you know, and let alone the, uh, you know, especially you know, every time every time that date rolls around, um, 
you know, on Facebook, Instagram, you know, that, that, that uh, always pops up in the, uh, in the memory there, but yeah, just, just watching that. It, it's, it's, it, it brings a little bit of the little bit of the jitters, but uh, you know, the, the excitement at the end is, it, it was, it was well worth it. Well, that's not even the half of it. Of course, uh, we'll show the 2019 video and we'll see a real celebration <laughs> at that point. Uh, but you're talking to two guys who absolutely love Reno. We go there just for fun when we can. Um, but to, to see the city and the stadium for the very first time, just in general, is pretty awesome. But as a bowler who understands the history of the event and the city and the building, um, before you're even on the lanes, tell us about just walking across the street, seeing the building, uh, going up the escalator, seeing the venue at itself, and going to the squad room, like the whole experience – there's so much that happened leading up to just that 10th frame and that celebration. But man, uh, again, of all the places to, to have your debut and to have such a, a performance, uh, that's pretty special. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's why, that's why I, de- I definitely wanted to, to give myself, you know, the, the extra day uh, just to, you know, just to, just to see it itself. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the national bowling stadium itself, there it's, there really is, there's nothing like it. Um, and just to, you know, just to go in, you know, admire the place like that, um, you know, get, get myself, get myself situated with, uh, you know, where, where everything is. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then just watching, watching some of the, uh, some of the squads, um, watching everybody march out. Um, yeah, there's, there, there really is no, no other event like it. Um, dude, dude, do I wish I kind of did it a few years early? Yes and no, but you know, if when when injuries are in place, you know, you gotta you get you, you just gotta know when when it's your time to to go. Well, you've uh, you've become a rising star at the OC for sure. Uh, we see right now you're in your man cave at home, uh, over one shoulder. Uh, you have that bowling ball that you got to throw that day at the NBS. We won't tell the folks yet what it is uh, for those who don't know. Also, the very special 300 plaque uh, over the same shoulder, and then to the other side. Uh, your lucky pants that uh, really have become uh, an icon at the Open Championships. Uh, but first, uh, as you know, because you have recently won uh, a very special custom limited edition USBC Open Championships uh, neck pillow to travel with, uh, we'd like to give a few more away today on this show. Uh, so we would like the folks watching right now to tell us in the chat uh, what bowling ball was it that you threw <laughs> on that particular day you can kind of see the color a little bit uh maybe that's all you need uh but uh we would like to give away some things and celebrate your success and and of course just the oc and uh, everybody getting ready to head to vegas in just a few months for the 2021 event uh, so folks in the chat let us know uh, what ball did daryl throw for his first 300 game at the open championships uh, and we'll select a few winners uh, for some of those commemorative uh, neck pillows uh, in the meantime, Daryl, uh, tell us again. You, you've got the the trophies to prove it. It all happened, uh, but the pants, um, the legacy—they are a legacy now. Aaron, Aaron loves the story of the pants, uh, and you wore them again when you shot 300 in 2019. So it's a thing. Tell us about this thing. Uh, so the 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 pants—they they just they just happen to be, you know, one of those things that just so <laughs> happens to work uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, not and not and not just just at the open championships, um, you know, I've definitely worn plenty of times at, uh, at regionals, you know, so even some of the bigger like local tournaments also. Um, 
yeah, the 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 buy itself was uh was was a little a little tricky. Um, uh, I think I I think I just so happened to be uh you know looking looking for you know fresh pair of pants for some of the uh, some of the upcoming regionals um that I was gonna be bowling. I think I think I, I I actually bought these pants. I want to say it was probably around 2012, maybe 2013. Uh, you know, give, give or take a year or two. Um, <laughs> I think I grabbed these off of a off a clearance rack at I think like a JC Penny or something. Oh, um, man. <laughs> and I, I I looked at I looked at the size and and so some of the comments that that some people have mentioned, you know. You know, they they're saying that they'd be lucky, you know, to wear pants in 2014, let them let alone fit again in like 2019. I, I was um, gonna say, you know, props to you that you can wear the same pants six years apart. Number one, that's pretty awesome. You're really getting a, a lot of value uh, out of that bargain pickup. So, so the the secret on these pants actually, they're they're actually about one to two inches bigger than than the uh, the normal uh, waist size that I actually wear, but um. Uh, I was like the I was like the, the length felt good. Um, you know the belt itself, I just have to go an extra notch just to just to keep the pants up. But uh, I was like little little sneaky, you know, s- sneaky luck of charm, I guess if you if you whatever you want to call it. But I don't yeah. hate the strategy. It's uh, <laughs> it's paying off for sure, and plenty of room for the donuts. As uh, as anybody who follows you on social media knows, uh, about forty percent of your photos are bowling, forty percent or so. Uh, is food and donuts, uh, and then the rest is just family stuff thrown in there as well. But uh, uh, for a guy who lives on a diet of donuts and bowling, uh, that's pretty awesome. And and now we know your secrets as well. But uh, I'd say anytime you step on the lanes, uh, that's the that's the secret for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even uh, you know the the last couple of tournaments I bowled, um, and I I, th- I think uh, with the uh, the last couple of regionals that that I've bowled, um, the last time I might have worn them. Uh, leading up to then may have been earlier this year at at a team usa trials and one one of my buddies bowling next to me he was like he's like are those those lucky pants i was like yes they are he was like i'm not gonna beat you today (laughs) (laughs) so um no they um they they've uh they've added a few few extra dollars into the pocket but I would say so, and they're they're the originals. So I, I was going to ask that first to make sure that you know you didn't have like a few of the pairs. <laughs> no, the original. Just, okay, just, just the one, just the one. I promise. Now, uh, you know, you finished off a, a solid performance in 2014, that first event, and you know, going to El Paso in 2015, uh, you know, you had the opportunity to come back as, as a tournament celebrity for the first time, uh, be announced as a 300 shooter. Uh, but more importantly, you came to see Matt and I, uh, you know, prior to hitting to the lanes and, uh, you know, part of the experience of shooting a 300 at the event is filling out all the paperwork, the award score form, the uh, questionnaire that we have. And, you know, you saw us early in 2015 and before you started and, you know, I believe Matt said, you know, why don't we save the time? Just fill out the paperwork now. And uh, you, you actually did that. And 2015 didn't go as, go as quite as planned, but uh, you know, eventually we got to use that piece of paper down the road, which was which was important. But uh, you know, coming back the first time, you know, kind of getting that experience, you know, something you may have seen on your squad uh, the previous year. Uh, what was it like for you in El Paso to come back and kind of just get that nod from your fellow competitors and from the tournament staff that uh, hey, this is a which just wasn't a normal 300. Yeah, um, yeah. It- yeah, in uh, El Paso, um, 
yeah, we uh we we had we had a uh, pretty reasonable trip uh getting getting out there. Um uh we pulled the uh pulled the Bulls journal um a couple times uh leading up to uh, to to our squad time for uh for a team event and and in, instantly I was like I I've, I've seen the scores from, you know, at the end of 2014, uh, I've I've definitely picked at some of the scores um, of what they were uh, in El Paso, um, and I was like, this is a this is gonna be a little different experience. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, so, like I, I believe, like statistically, yeah, I, I think El Paso was definitely one of the toughest years out there. But um, you know, here, but at least you know, while walking out, um, you know, Center Isle again. And you know, hearing hearing my name called, I was like, it's. I was like, I was like, oh, so this is one of the one of the bonus tokens of you know of what happens out out here, um, but um, the the facility itself, it's it's unreal to to see, you know, a a, a convention center space, you know, and have you know, I believe is like fifty or sixty lanes installed. Um, and you know myself working in, in a in a fairly large hotel with a with a pretty big uh, convention center itself, I'm like, man, it's it, it's unreal, like how they engineer and you know install everything just within itself, and not just the lanes, but you know all of the uh, all of the bulb manufacturer booths, um, some of the retail shops uh, around it also. But um, yeah, it's uh, 2015 was 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 more humbling. Um, as far as like performance wise, um, and I mean, I've I've pulled, like I said, I've you know I've pulled plenty of the uh, plenty of the major tournaments, um, in which you know the difficulty of especially that year, I'll say that's I don't think I was quite prepared the same as, as I did for you know the for the previous year. Well, now you you got to see really two opposite ends of things. You mentioned twenty fourteen. Uh, it was a, a crazy high-scoring year, and, and of course, with two different patterns each year, uh, you never know. It's uh, it's going to be sometimes a little bit of a roller coaster. You got started uh, when things were a, a little bit different, and of course, the equalizer in 2015. But uh, another great point that you made, too, is that you got to start things off at the one-of-a-kind National Bowling Stadium, but in your few short years, just six years at the OC, uh, you got to see that awesome build in El Paso, uh, it was ginormous. We even had the Bowler's Journal right there inside the venue. Uh, then you got to see uh, the stadium again. But, uh, of course, the South Point Bowling Plaza uh, coming to fruition in 2017 uh, and then a different kind of build close to home in 2018. So, really, in just a few years, you've seen all that the Open Championships has to offer uh, as well as two challenging league conditions each year. Uh, but what an experience and what an opportunity. Uh, and you mentioned the appreciation that you have uh, just coming from the industry that you do on transforming uh, a, a space uh, the way that we have since 1901, really, uh, outside of the years in Reno and Las Vegas. Um, but again, uh, the struggles continued a little bit. I don't say struggles by by some standards, but uh, uh, since the first 300 and into the second one, uh, some some challenges along the way, but you got to have this whole entire experience. Can you sum that up as a whole? Sometimes the bowling doesn't go as well, but you absolutely take advantage of being in the cities, seeing the venues, uh, and uh, going out and getting the cuisine and such. So it's more than just bowling, regardless of how it goes on the lanes. Yeah, um, yeah. With the uh, uh, me and uh, 
me and my buddies, you know, we, we, we definitely, definitely like to get out, especially if it's, if it's cities that we haven't been to before, you know, just like, like, like you said, uh, El Paso, Syracuse, um, Syracuse was, was a little, little different being able to actually drive to nationals versus, uh, versus flying in. But, um, yeah. And then, um, but the overall experience, um, so 2017, uh, 2017 in Vegas, uh, I, I, f- I felt there there was there was quite a quite a few pins left left out on the lanes. Um, I, I remember for doubles and singles, um, the uh, the the corner pins were were a little tricky uh, on the pair that we were on. Um, but um, yeah, you know, even if, even if I'm not bowling well, um, I, I I remember yeah our our second team in uh in 2017 um i, I that that was I, I felt like as, as a pair uh that was uh, definitely definitely a pretty strong pairing uh between our two teams uh i believe our our second team uh when we finished our squad I believe they finished just outside of the top 10 but um but you know work as a work, working together with them you know as a full pair um it, it 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 really does take everybody um you know to, to work you know as closely as possible um and with 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 open championships you know especially the, the way the patterns have been uh the the last you know the last handful of years um they they've been they've been so demanding that you know you can't you literally can't do it you know as a one-man show um uh to, especially, especially if you want to want to win, you know, win the Eagle for for the team event, uh, it it truly does take uh, take everybody on the on the pair to to help win, you know, regardless of of which team you know does better of, of the two. Now we talked about that first three hundred, which did come in the team event, of course, in twenty fourteen, uh, and similar story in twenty nineteen, and uh, I really like this one, this part of it. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, the, they'll reach out throughout the months just to check in on things, see how things are going at the tournament or whatever. You, yourself, uh, you're very active following us on social media, always jumping in, commenting, saying hello, uh, and, of course, making us a, a number one stop almost when you get to the event to come and just say hi uh, and get caught up for a minute. Um, and not because you need something, you don't need a locker token or anything, you just want to say hi, which is, uh, which is awesome, man. We appreciate that. Uh, but uh, in Vegas last year, you're, you're getting ready to come our way. Uh, and you sent me a message just to let me know that you guys were in the facility uh, and would be headed our way soon. Uh, and regardless of what I'm doing, of course, uh, I always try to make it out there. Sometimes get a little distracted and such. But uh, I told you there was one guaranteed way that uh, that I would absolutely come out and say hi and talk to you. Uh, and it took you a minute, but you figured it out and you got the job done. Uh, tell us about that conversation. Yeah, um, you know me. Um, out of uh, out of me, me and our group. You usually, usually I'm the early bird, so I'm I'm always one of the first ones. Uh, first ones in, and you know, same same is said for a lot of the tournaments that I go to. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I figured, you know, if if you're gonna have a good day, you're gonna be the first one in, hopefully the last one to leave. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was I just I just happened to be sitting in the stands, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I don't think I don't think I've seen Matt yet today. Um, you know, he may be in his office, but I was like, yeah, let me, uh, let me just send him, uh, send him quick, uh, quick matches. And, and then, 
it, it 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 truly didn't it truly didn't quite click on me uh, when you say you know you you know the the easiest way, um, and then uh, yeah, so we uh, take take our march take our march you know out onto the lanes. Um, I was like, okay, so still haven't seen Matt yet. I don't see him on the concourse. Um, get through practice, we start bowling. Um, front nine, okay, I still haven't seen Matt yet. Um, and I, 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 I don't, I don't know how you did it, but um, I, I ninja, I, yeah, bowling ninja, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got up and I, so I remember my my ninth shot. Um, I just straight tug, straight tug, um, and and uh, the ball barely clipped the uh, clipped Brooklyn side and just just washed out the entire right side. Uh, so I, I I remember I remember stepping off the uh, off the lane area all the way back up on, onto the the carpet section over there uh, in the plaza and just you know just just going just going through the motions. Um, yeah, and then I, I threw I threw the first shot in the tenth, and then like as I'm walking off the lanes, I was like, "Oh, there's Matt." <laughs> I'm not um, a small ninja. I got there quietly, but uh, but I, I cast a big shadow when I get there. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, just you know, just so happens uh, as, as I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll you'll pull the, pull the video for it. Um, yeah, we were we were in the corner, so obviously like the the only. Uh, the only other action on the lanes is, you know, is uh, to my right, and uh, I believe we we had a we had a buffer pair, um, a couple pairs away from us. So uh, just the we just had just our two pairs in the corner uh, over there, and then and I was like I was like this is I was like I was like this is gonna happen again, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and. I, I don't I don't know what it is about getting up for my second shot in the tenth. For some reason, I was I I had to step off again. Um, just uh, just kind of over overdid the routine. Um, you know my my, uh, my little pre pre shot routine. Um, set the ball down again, and just I was like, okay, we're gonna, we we've done this before, and let's stay behind the foul line and just uh, let's let's pry this one off cleanly. And uh, with that, this is the perfect time to cue the video. So we got the video and the uh, the perfect celebration following the video. And I saw him in the chat earlier. They call him Popeye. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Popeye doing the, the some sort of Humpty dance uh, to to celebrate the 300 here. We did get all three shots in 2019, however. And the lucky pants. There's going to be some pausing coming out here in just a moment, just so the folks can appreciate this. So we got that. There we go. Right. It was fun trying to edit that one, but we did our best. That one got some discussion for sure. Uh, yeah. The media took away from the moment a little bit there, trying to steal the spotlight. Um, so tell, tell us about this moment. Yeah, what's going through your head in that particular screenshot? So as 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 soon as I uh, as, as soon as I uh, got the ball off my hands, I was like I was like okay this this, this one's this one's pretty good if not better than uh than the last shot in twenty fourteen. 
Um, you know, he, emotions, <laughs> emotions mentally. And then I turn around, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is, what, Popeye, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, that 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 was that was a little unexpected, but uh, <laughs> um, Gordon Popeye apparently, yeah, league leagues get the same treatment, but uh, he's uh, he he's 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 definitely the the uh, the fireball of the group, uh, if you will. Definitely brought the energy, and uh, of course, it's it, you got to have fun with moments like that. So, yeah. shout out to Popeye for you know, getting <laughs> some buzz going about the OC, getting some buzz going about your second three hundred, and and just. Uh, Having a good time out there. Hi, it's Vegas, I guess. So now, uh, after your your special dance, there, you still were able to uh, to stay focused going into the the rest of the day. Of course, uh, at this point, you you already knew the the prestige of three hundred at the OC. You're already a celebrity. You've been there once. Uh, this one came in game number one, though. So there's still a lot of bowling left to go, uh, not just in the team event, uh, but overall. Uh, so I imagine just the the mental situation, the toughness at that point, thinking that you've now had the best absolute start at the Open Championships. Uh, it's very easy to get lost in that moment and start thinking too far ahead, uh, start thinking about all events titles and all kinds of different things. Uh, you followed that game up pretty well, uh, but then things didn't quite finish uh, as you had hoped. Tell us about uh, handling that moment mentally, not only because you'd already been there, having shot 300 at the OC, uh, but knowing uh, what the potential was and, and how did you handle it? Yeah. Uh, after that first game, I was like, I was like, his, or at least within the last few years, I was like, I, I, I know team always starts, you know, that's, that's the, that's really is like the toughest part of, uh, of the entire event is, you know, just, just weathering the storm on the, uh, on the first game. Um, I mean, my 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 team definitely you know helped helped uh, pick things up again um you know going going into the second game um and you know think, thinking on to the last few years you know here especially with with that kind of start um i i thought i, I was like this may or may not be a huge set um and i remember i remember telling myself especially after that first game i was like i i've got i've got two more games and I don't think that they're going to get any much easier, or um, or you know, to to have to have that kind of start. And like I said, there 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 was a little bit of a luck factor uh, in the first game. Um, like I said, you know, going Brooklyn on the ninth frame. But uh, yeah, there 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 was a there was a couple a uh, couple interesting shots uh, earlier in that game. But yeah, I was like the I was like the the tra- the transition. It's you without knowing what, you know, exactly what the pattern is, you know, you can only see what's out there on the lanes. Um, the, the trend, the transition uh, between both lanes is they, they, they were, they were quite, quite significant. Um, in which, uh, later, later in that block, I, I did, I, I think majority of my downfall on the third game was, you know, just due to the, to the right lane. Um, Maybe could have changed balls uh, a little bit sooner. Um, you know, even even in the second game. But um, you know, with with tougher conditions, it, it's 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 really hard to to give the pocket away. Um, but um, you know, thinking 
you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, you're 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 thinking this is the right move, this is the right move, but really when your move's gonna be, you know, from here, instead of going here, you, you just gotta go, you know, change zones completely to um because you, you never never quite know, you know, what what to expect in there, but you know, to try to make that kind of kind of a big move, let alone, you know, middle of a game, that's it's it's a tough gamble. It really is. Aaron, you're gonna have to jump in here with all this right handed talk. I don't know what this means or <laughs> zones or whatever. Like it's it's a lot different for me. So uh feel free to, to jump in and talk about the that finish and then the, the rest of the way in twenty nineteen. Well, I'm actually going to bring up a picture here because, uh, you know, we, we mentioned the 2014 bowling ball. And, if, and folks, once again, leave uh, leave that guess in the comments below of what ball Daryl used in 2014 uh, to shoot his first 300 at the Open Championships. Uh, you know, we got to see a pose for the shot there in the booth afterwards. Uh, after your 300 in 2019. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I've always been impressed since, you know, we've started following each other on, on, on Facebook and social media. Uh, you, you know, you, you do all the things right as a staff player. I feel, you know, you're out there competing, uh, you know, obviously repping your brand. You're, you're out there on social media talking about the equipment all the time. Uh, I, I'm a little curious, you know, kind of getting off track for the OC here for a second. Uh, you know, just kind of your affiliation with Motive. How long have you been a staffer for them? And, uh, you know, what's it mean to you to be able to represent them on the lanes and, you know, be one of 32 players to uh, to accomplish this at, uh, you know, arguably one of the biggest tournaments out there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joining uh, joining uh, Motive staff. Um, yeah. I, I, I signed with them actually a couple months um, after. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was it was actually middle middle of the summer uh, 2014. Um, and yeah, I got a, I got a message from uh, from uh, Brett Spangler, our uh, our staff manager and he said and i just just read the uh, read the subject on the email it said welcome to the team buddy i said i was like wow i was like i think i sent my resume like six months ago but i was like dude this <laughs> that was that was worth the wait um no um i i've i've always i've always been i've always been a fan of you know especially like the smaller teams um and and the the brand itself you know being um uh, you know being being family owned uh versus you know some of the, some of the other uh ball manufacturers you know that's that's been around for you know for years decades um now it with the with the motive brand itself like every, everybody like literally treats everybody as family um and you know you just the just the way they treat everybody, you know, both on and off the lanes. Um, you know, the, the 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 personalities are are really amazing, and you know, you you, you could all you for for um, you know for like other brands, you know, you you kind of you know you know how do how do I approach this person? You know, you know, is now a bad time to you know ask him ask him any kind of question or whatever? But um, no, it's just you know, from from what I, from what I saw, especially like the uh, the year or two that that I began throwing throwing the motive equipment, um, yeah, every, everybody everybody that I encountered was was awesome, and just super approachable. Um, and you know, as a when when you when you're competing on on like the professional level, you know, whether it's regionals or 
national level, like you, you know, you, you want, you want somebody that could be easily approached also. Okay. Now following that photo, uh, the 2019 open championships uh, ended pretty well for you. Very respectable 1889, all events total. Uh, and of course, uh, a huge celebrity at the OC now uh, for the rest of your career. Uh, every year you come back, they'll announce you not only for the first 300, but for the second as well. Uh, once that sinks in, uh, how does that sound? Just knowing, um, you know, you had the experience for a few years of, of everybody looking your way when they announced that, that you did it once, but to be one of 32 bowlers in 116 years to accomplish that, uh, just hearing it out loud, how does that sound? It's it truly is really humbling because yeah even even when you when uh when you first told me I said you you know you're you're only the thirty second ever to do it I was like you know be being being quite being quite the numbers guy I was like I was like I was like that's it but um you know I I I, I was telling myself I was like I was like that's that's hard to do <laughs> um but um. Yeah, you know, to to hear your name called, and actually, when uh when we walked out to the lanes last year, um yeah, four twenty nineteen, um when when they announced like the celebrities, and I heard I heard uh, um my name was the only one called, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, all right, no pressure, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, and then yeah, just just to do it the first game, I, you know, just. As the game's going on, I was like, "Okay, we're just gonna take this one shot at a time." Um, like I said, a couple of shots early were, were a little suspect. Uh, I was like, "Let's just, you know, just throw good shots and let's see how far we can get into into the game." Now, how does the second one compare to the first, and how did the first help during the second one, if at all? Uh, condition wise, definitely the the second was definitely tougher. Um, I I feel like the 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 pat oh, the patterns itself I mean we're we're I think we were looking at about like four or five feet different and you know looking at where I was game three um, back in 2014 to you know to to where I ended up um, or let alone to where I started game one uh, of team um, it, it's it it really was like you know two two completely different parts of the lane. Um, um, but you know, just that, that's, that, that's, that's why we practice, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to play, you know, there's what 39 boards on the lane and you gotta, to, to be able to have any, any kind of success, like you, you gotta know how to use not all 39, but you know, at least most of them. So now that you've been there, uh, you're not scheduled for your next 300 for a few more years. So you've got some time to focus on other things. <laughs> Uh, you do get to return to the South Point Bowling Plaza the next two years, uh, something I'm sure you're looking forward to, someplace you've had success. Uh, then you get to see the National Bowling Stadium again. Uh, but in the meantime, while we wait for the next 300, what kind of goals do you have at the Open Championships now? Now that you're comfortable, your career's off, you have some good momentum, uh, some experience, and, uh, and understanding the history and such a little bit more. Again, just six years in, uh, but uh, what can we look forward to expecting from you over the next couple of years uh, while we wait um you know be, because because of the because of the number of entries you know to 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 win to win an eagle that that's that that's to, to me it's beyond huge um you know you have what 15 20,000 
entries just within you know a single division, and you know the the odds are you know way worse. You know if if you want to compare it to golf, I mean there's one winner, but um you know I I I, I every year I like to I, I like to look to see you know exactly like what what place I finish in exactly, um and yeah I, I feel like at least within all, the all events itself. Um, you know, I'd like to finish at least within like top 300 um, for, you know, any of the years. And like I said, because of the thousands of entries, you know, just to, to finish that high up, um, you know, that to, to me, to me, that's, that's doing some bowling. Um, one of, one of the things that I get in actually every year um, prior to the start of, uh, of the team event is doing the optional entry for the team USA qualifying. Um, that ter- that tournament alone is 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 in is humbling in all senses because you know bowling with the bowling with uh, some of the top amateurs and even some of the top professionals and then you throw in throw in the top youth across the country it's uh, it that itself also is uh, is a humbling experience too but um yeah I figure if with the uh, you know based on my national score if you know, if I happen to get one of the automatic entries into Team USA Trials, at least for me, like, I feel like that that's a pretty good year. Okay. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we got to see you at the Team USA Trials in 2020. And as you mentioned earlier, you like being there early. So usually we were already uh, already there in the venue because we get there way too early. But, uh, you know, you were always one of the first faces we saw when the men uh, we're bowling the early squad and occasionally brought donuts. So we, we definitely appreciated that. Uh, but you know, what was that, um, you know, th- that tournament, you know, is de- definitely something different on the USBC schedule, uh, five different patterns over five days, a different type of scoring system. Uh, you know, just uh, talk about the grind of that event, uh, going through five days and those different ups and downs throughout the course of, uh, the competition. Yeah. With, with the, with the five days of qualifying, um, you know, not knowing not knowing what the patterns are up until the practice the practice session, um, it, it's it. You, you got you literally have to you, first. You got to trust yourself with it, and then you got to trust the equipment that that you bring out there. Um, you know, flying with uh, you know if I, if I if I could, you know, I, I would take you know twelve, fifteen, eighteen bowling balls with me. But um, you know, to to take to take the your best nine or at least that's that's how many i took this year um you know to to take your best nine and and you you gotta you're already gotta assume that you know you're definitely bowling with the best in the country um and like i said you know both both youth and adults um it's 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 true it's really humbling you know to see to see like all the all the talent that's out there um and you just got you just got to take it one day at a time. Um, yeah, and like you said, the uh, the the scoring format um, daily is a little bit different. But um, yeah, you you really got to have uh, five you know pretty good or consistent days. Um, and then you know to to have to have a to have a rough start um, out there as as I did this year. Um, yeah, because this year just just what happens. Day one was one of the toughest patterns uh, that, that we did see uh, throughout the week. Um, it, it's, you, you just gotta, you just gotta pace yourself, you know, mentally through it and, 
you know, just kind of kind of weather the storm, you know, regardless of what the scoring pace is like. And like I said, because you really don't know what to expect as far as like condition wise, uh, once you get out there, it's just you got to you, you have to be ready for, you know, almost any situation. Now that you've had some success uh, on on the national stage, you've been in the spotlight. Uh, you did tell us earlier that uh, the 2014 Open Championships actually was the first time you had a chance to travel out west to compete. So everything's been pretty much east of the Mississippi for you uh, to that point. Um, you know, to to go to that event for the first time, I'm sure you had expectations of of what it was all about. Maybe the folks prepared you, maybe they didn't. Um, and then, of course, Team Trials, totally different animal in itself. Uh, you, you've talked Masters and US Open and, and different events. Uh, but now that you've had the, the opportunity to experience some of these different stages, uh, has it been what you expected? Has the Open Championships given you uh, what you expected from that atmosphere? Uh, or is that something you had to see to believe? Uh, or has it even become more comfortable as the years have gone on for you? Yeah. Um, I, I've, obviously, after the first year, um, I was like – yeah, the Open Championship. That's that. That's definitely one one of the top on the list. You know, as I as I set my uh, set my tournament calendar. You know, with within the season or you know through throughout the year, um, to to do what I did the that especially that first squad, um, I I had no expect you know no expectations of uh, you know let alone. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna be able to do something like that. Um, you know, just to, just to go in. You know, wanted, wanted to do well. Um, and then, yeah, any, any honor scores, you know, winning stuff like that. To, to me, that, that's a bonus, and that's almost the same kind of mindset that, that I go into at a lot of the tournaments now. Is, you know, let's, let's do well. Um, and if you, if you're the last one bowling, if you win bonus um but um you know make match play all right we're having a good day get the win okay that's a that's a nice little that's a nice little bonus itself but uh yeah go going going to the going to the open championships it, it's you you can't expect to well i'm sorry you you can't quite you can't say you know you, you're gonna want this to happen you're gonna want this to happen it's just you you really have to pay attention on the lanes um, and you know work as a group uh, both you know both in the team event and doubles and singles because you know doubles and singles yeah you know, every everybody everybody affects the la- affects the lanes that's on there with you so you you still want to you want to see everybody succeed but kind of you, you definitely have to do it as a whole also. Right. Now we've talked a lot about bowling over the last hour or so. Uh, before we get to the point and the part that everybody wants to hear about, and Aaron definitely wants to talk about, um, we'll transition out. Before, tell us uh, if you can sum it up over the last six years, uh, the Open Championships, you know, the things that maybe drew you to it. Uh, what is your favorite aspect of the whole Open Championships experience? And uh, if it's hanging out with us and being interviewed, that's cool. You can say that. Uh, but really, if you take the whole thing into consideration, again, you've been – uh, able to travel west, you've seen the stadium, you've potentially driven to Syracuse, which is nearby, you've seen the building in El Paso, so you've really experienced it all in a short time. Uh, but what is your your number one thing that that draws you to the Open Championships every year? Oh, I, I think I think just being being able to go out, you know, as, as a as a group, you know, whether it's you know just your one team, two teams, um, 
you know, having seen groups out there, you know, in 40 to 50 team, you know, 50 to yes, 40 to 50 teams, um, it, 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 it takes, it takes a lot of work, you know, both for, you know, the, the crew running the tournament, um, the groups organizers, um, but, um, you know, you know, just, just getting out with, uh, you know, even, even if, you know, just, just as guys, um, you know, like to, we always, always find, find, find a good way to, you know, at least ha- have a good time, both, both on and off the lanes. Um, and like I said, you know, going, going to the cities, you know, like El Paso, Syracuse, and just, you know, just admiring the, uh, the, the craft work that, that goes around, you know, building, building large, you know, large stages like that. It's, it, it's, it's beyond impressive to me, to me. Now, a lot of the experience does happen off the lanes, uh, spending time with friends and teammates, as you mentioned, uh, each of these places, regionally different, different types of cuisine, uh, bowling is hard work. You have to stay properly nourished, of course, uh, to, to get through those nine games. Um, and you love donuts. That's plain and simple. That's uh, that's a special word. It makes people smile. That's your thing. Um, and you've been kind of known as the donut guy now. And we've talked about it. I've said it probably 50 times so far during this uh, episode. Um, tell us about that because we have <laughs> plenty of photos like this. Uh, you have the pregame donuts. There's celebratory donuts. So there's different kinds for different different emotions and and what have you. Uh, tell us, tell us about uh, how this this whole donut thing got started, and we're never going to let it go. By the way, no, no, that's fine. No, uh, so so uh, donuts has actually been probably all right. So so if it, if it's if it's two if it's two things I've always liked in this life, uh, it's donuts and bacon. Uh, now if I can get them in both, uh, I, I'm a, I feel like I'm a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> um yeah i i i I would say that you know donuts or let alone let alone breakfast as a whole um you know there there's there's never a bad time for it (laughs) um i mean you know diners are always open ihop's always open um yeah donut shops you know there there's never there's no there's no downtime or you know bad time to uh to not have a donut. <laughs> I was gonna say you've walked into the bowling center and somebody said, "Hey, you got some some donut on your jersey," and and most likely it's because it was messy. But but literally, uh, this this is your your jersey with the the donuts on it. So celebrating the things you love, uh, making you feel comfortable on the lanes, I'm sure, uh, and and hungry as well. Uh, how, how's the hunger pains when you're when you're wearing that thing? Oh no, that. Yeah, and actually, I, I actually have that hanging here, uh, right, right, be, right behind the uh, the lucky pants. Um, yeah, what, one of my buddies um, that was that's a uh, that's actually a staffer uh, with Coolwick. Uh, you know, is trying to talk me into a into a couple jerseys. Um, and actually, that one I did get right before Team USA trials uh, earlier this year. And you know, he he, he sent me a couple designs. Um, I, I looked on their website. I was like, I was like, Joe, I want this one. Let me know how much. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, just, you know, just the donut love itself. I mean, it's you, you, you never leave upset after having a donut or two. Um, and actually, what you know, just something, just something I happen to do. Um, bowling a couple of the local tournaments, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll shoot a message to to the uh, tournament director itself, or you know, there there are even buddies of mine also, and say. Hey, what kind of half dozen do you want? You know, I don't mind. I don't mind bringing that up for you because I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one or two for myself too. 
So is is there is there a pregame ritual? Is there an amount? Is there a kind? Is there is there a strategy? Uh, and is there a reward system? And is there any point where you've ever bowled so bad that you said, Daryl, you're not getting another donut for however much time? Like, have you ever taken it away from yourself uh, because you didn't perform? Uh, no, no, and 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 actually, you know, bowl win or lose, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go home happy. <laughs> um, just uh, just so it happens, like the uh, the last few tournaments, uh, me me and my uh, buddy John have gone to, um, or you know, even if he'll go to a tournament by himself, and you know, he'll he'll shoot me a message, you know, as I'm bowling, saying, "Hey, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I haven't gotten out to a great start." You know, first thing I'll say without skipping a beat is that you know, did you have a couple donuts before you bowled? <laughs> um, no, so um, yeah, like late, latest trend for me, I, I think it's been. Been a couple uh, chocolate with sprinkles right right before the uh, right before the qualifying set, and then uh, yeah, if it's if it's a good day, I'll 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 have some uh, maple bacon on the way home. Well, now before our very first edition of Inside the OC, Aaron was here. He can uh, he can certainly uh, tell you that it's true. I, I did some push-ups so that I would be ready for the podcast. I wanted to you know be my best on camera, but I like your strategy a whole lot better. I feel that performance-wise. Uh, there might be a stop uh, at Duncan uh, before next week's show, perhaps. Uh, I certainly like this. And then Aaron, his performance typically is worth at least a dozen or so. Uh, so uh, we'll kind of measure it from now on. How did you? How did you do today? It was a X number donuts performance uh, with a dozen or so being being the number one. Uh, so we appreciate that. Certainly some fun and some deliciousness there. Um, but again, how you fit into those pants after all these years? Uh, certainly a mystery. Now we know that uh, that you have some room to, to grow, which is uh, which is very important as well. Good strategy <laughs> there. Um, but we have some real questions, and Aaron's waiting. Uh, we'll see if Aaron, do you have any uh, any donut related questions or any life related questions before we move on? Of course. Now you mentioned chocolate sprinkles. You know that's you know that's borderline classic donut right there. <laughs> Talked about the maple bacon. You know that's a little more exotic. So you know what's um, if you had to pick one, like what's what's your go-to go-to flavor donut? Oh, so my 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 favorite go-to and place, uh, just you know, just give give them a little plug here. Uh, duck donuts. Um, don't even ask them like what's what's on it. Just ask for bacon in the sun. Um, yeah, simply put, um, maple bacon and uh, and a caramel drizzle right on top. Um, you really can't tell what time of day it is when, once you uh, <laughs> once you uh, bite into one of those. Okay, now I'm I've never been one for moderation. Uh, that's uh, certainly a challenge. Um, but uh, what is the most donuts you think you could eat in one sitting? And and we're gonna probably hopefully have this watch this happen at some point. But uh, <laughs> if you were just not being responsible, because I'm sure you have all the willpower to be able to just have one or two and let it go. But um, I cannot do that. But if you're gonna sit down and, and have some some basic donuts uh, to really get your day going, how many do you think you could put down? Um, I well, all right. So so depending. Uh, so duck donuts itself, like they're, they're actually made out of cake donuts. Uh, so so they're they're a little bit heavier compared to like <laughs> like uh, Krispy Kreme, um, Dunkin' Donut, like your like your yeast donut. So those, those are a little bit lighter. Um, I. I Comfortably, I, I've probably had about four, maybe five duck donuts uh, at most in one sitting. But um, yeah, one of uh, one of my buddies actually told me before, um, and 
I, I, I thought it was crazy until he told me how many people actually do it. Uh, he said there's a, there's a, I believe it's a Krispy Kreme 10K uh, somewhere in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, and he says you run, you have to run, run a 5K. At the 5K line, you have to put down a whole dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Holy cow. And run another 5K after that. <laughs> um, I, I looked it up. I was like, that, that's a legit thing that happens. Um, would I ever probably want to do that? I was like, I could barely get through a 5K myself. Um, and that's without the donuts. All right. Well, I, I, I see this happening at some point. I also see a podcast spinoff at some point as well, uh, as well as uh, maybe a challenge with Aaron Smith. How many do you think Aaron Smith could take down? If we're talking uh, we're talking duck donuts, how would you compare that to a Krispy Kreme dozen? You mentioned uh, a little bit more dense and, and a little more challenging, but uh, Aaron, Aaron's a, a kind of a, a sneaky guy. I bet he could uh, he could handle some some donuts. But uh, what's your guess there? And, and when are you guys going to face off? Ooh, uh, now 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 for if we're talking like the like the regular yeast donuts, oh, I'm I'm sure uh, I think I think me, me and Aaron can go uh, donut for donut with each other. <laughs> um, and anywhere eight to eight to twelve without falling out of a chair, but uh. Um. Yeah, we 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 might have to schedule that in one day. <laughs> I like the sound of that very much. So I, I think I can knock out eight to twelve. <laughs> that's in play. I think that's a, that's a fair amount. Matthew, what do you think, about folks? That? Folks, you heard it here. We've uh, we've already got the team child scheduled for twenty twenty one. I know Daryl said there's a possibility he won't be able to make it this year. Uh, we did just announce that that'll be happening in the first week of January in Las Vegas right now. Tentative, uh, still subject to change. Details available on bowl.com. But uh, if that does happen, uh, we certainly will carve out some time, no matter what. It's Vegas, so it's never asleep. Uh, we can find a dozen or two dozen or three dozen somewhere, uh, and we can make this happen. Uh, Aaron Smith, I could I could see you within a, a reasonable amount of time with a, being an eight to ten guy uh, at the Krispy Kreme before getting distracted. Um, you know, we've seen it happen at the, at the Texas Rangers and some, some hot dog action. So, um, I, I'm ready for this and, uh, whether I participate or I'm just, uh, the video guy, uh, this seems like a perfect live episode, uh, for inside the OC. We're going deep inside to, uh, to see, uh, the real talents off the lanes. Uh, but, uh, I feel that before we get too far off track as well, this is a perfect way to wrap things up. Uh, the most delicious ending to today's podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Daryl Carrion, Aaron Smith, any final questions uh, for one of 32 people in the world with multiple 300 games at the Open Championships? There's one thing I've really taken away from this podcast. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about very early, you know, you're keeping your workouts up, you know, so you can have the extra donuts. So, like, you, you just need to come out with, like, the donut maintenance workout program. And I, I think that that would just sell through the roof. I, I, I mean, I would sign up for that, and I don't work out at all. So that would be, you know, there, there's the motivation there, donut maintenance to just work out and get in shape, get bowling shape, have donuts. It's it's perfect. <laughs> work out. But uh, Daryl, you know, uh, since we first met you in 2014 with that big 300 at the NBS, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure to see you every year, and you know, always checking up on us here and there, and keeping up on social media. Uh, we definitely appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you here since we didn't get to do it, uh, you know, at, at the uh, National Bowling Stadium this year in Reno. But we certainly 
look forward to the next time we get to chat with you. And of course, uh, just a big thank you for joining us here today, taking some time out, talking donuts, talking bowling, and uh, letting us learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you, uh, Matt and Aaron, for for having me on. Uh, yeah, this this is definitely a blast. And uh, yeah, look, definitely look forward to uh, to seeing you guys. Uh, you know, soon enough. Um, hopefully, uh, all all this uh, COVID stuff uh, clears up in in a good time. All right. Well, folks, we appreciate everybody tuning in for today's episode of Inside the OC with Derek Carry on two three hundreds at the Open Championships two thousand fourteen and two thousand and nineteen. It's always fun to kind of get the stories from behind the scenes, off the lanes, off the scoreboards, and uh, a lot of fun stuff today. Maybe we went off in some crazy directions, uh, but it's a whole lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate everybody sticking with us. We're able to give away some pillows today, so we're going to take a look and, uh, and see who our winners are. We'll get those shipped out as well. USBC Open Championships neck pillows for travel to and from the Open Championships Again, registration is open for the 2021 event in Las Vegas. Check that out on bowl.com. And for those of you as well wanting to come to the Team USA trials, check that out on bowl.com too. Aaron Smith, uh, we still have a few months until those events are happening, but we're going to be back in action next week. More stuff coming up on Bowl TV. Uh, Busy, busy days. Tell us what's coming up. Yeah, next week uh, we'll kick off the week with Gigi Mason on the PWBA podcast. She had the uh, great appearance in Good Morning America a couple of weeks ago. So catching up, learning more about that experience and uh, just what she's been up to over the past few months. Uh, on Wednesday, Bowling Explained will feature uh, Stephen Padilla, USBC Director of Coaching and Gold Coach. Um, and, of course, Inside the OC, Matt, I'll let you uh, talk about that show for next week. Coming up next week, we'll take things back to the National Bowling Stadium. Once again, 2016, we've got regular team champion Brent Bowers. He's a former Chuck Hall, star of tomorrow, Wichita State graduate and national champion, uh, and very, very busy uh, in the proprietor side of things, working as a general manager uh, in Wichita, and uh, some familiarity there with the women's championships, which was just there. So looking forward to, to hearing kind of the full perspective uh, from Mr. Bowers uh, about his career on the lanes and now behind the scenes. Uh, so looking forward to that again, should be another very entertaining show. Uh, again, we do appreciate everybody tuning in for today's episode of inside the OC Daryl, Aaron, I'll give you both a baker's dozen for today's performance, 13 donut performance. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Everybody for tuning in. If you have any questions along the way, uh, along the next week, let us know on social media. We'll get those answers for you. But for now, folks, that's the news for now. We'll see you later.